Gosh, Jason, it's been a while. I've almost forgotten how to do this. Well, how are you doing, David? Are you feeling festive? I'm on the <laughs> I might actually delete that. Yeah, well, that's uh, a good start. Are you? Are you feeling festive? Um, I'm feeling it's... a lot more festive now. My back is back in alignment. I was in agony after the moving house. Well, I liked your description by text, which was heinous. I thought that was a fantastic description. Heinous is the most useful bit. It really was uh, uh, not to be repeated experience. But anyway, we're in now. And, uh, You're in. Congratulations. And we're having a little early housewarming here. So, I have got... With Christmas as the excuse. An exciting lineup of festive wines today. Your delectation. Adventures in Wine. Is this, is this the third time, Jason, that we've done... Do you know what? It, comes, it seems like five minutes ago we did the last one. Or is it the fourth? I'm David Chandler, and he is Jason Yap. This might be the fourth time we've done it. Oh, I don't know, I'll have to check. But what I'm going to do today is cover all your bases for your festive entertainment. Thank you so much. For that, oh, oh. has to be some versatile fizz, and look at that for a cute oh, that's little. So pretty! It's a cute little stocking fella. It is a half bottle of Cremon d'Alsace from Leon Bayer, blend of Pinot Blanc and Pinot Auxois that is bottle fermented, or in this case, half bottle fermented. And it's a false economy buying a fizz in half bottles because a lot of the work is in the technique not just the cost of the liquid i.e. Okay. putting the fizz yeah. in uh-huh. so these don't actually work out very cheaply very hard to find good halves of fizz very hard to find and my mate Mark Bayer not everyone can say that so what do you mean did you ask for that then yeah we came good I had a hunch because he sells an awful lot of restaurants he does these lovely dry Alsace wines and I had a hunch he might have a stash of halves um, he hadn't advertised them to us and to my great delight he did and so we ship these in just for the festive season. We do the full bottle as well, which right. is, unless you're going to throw away it's half a bottle. Um, it's but for economy and um, uh, just for the look of it. Uh, well, a, a, a little gift. That would make a lovely, um, modest gift for someone, wouldn't it? A half bottle like that. And I love these cremels. I'm drinking less champagne these days, uh, for, largely for financial reasons. I would rather save the budget for later on in the batting order. So here you go. The, Maison Leon Bear, Cremant d'Alsace, Brut Non-Vintage Half, and this is almost sunny what I will be drinking at about 11 o'clock on Christmas Day when I'm prepping the sprouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely kind of brioche bouquet. Yeah, a little bit apple as one would expect. Delicate mousse, nice fine mm. bubbles. It's a very nice little sip. And a few vivifying bubbles on the tongue start the day. Yeah, it's got a lovely effervescence. It's a very, very clean palette. Really versatile. I mean, you, you could happily use that in a Bucks Fizz or Black Velvet or with some Cassis, but I think mm-hmm. it's just great on its own. It's very smooth. Very dry. Mm-hmm. Good length. Mm-hmm. Really versatile. So I tell you, a half bottle wouldn't last very long, would it? Mm. You could just put one in your pocket on your way down to the pub. Then... Following that, I thought 
you need kind of no nonsense. Pouring white. All right. You like me, you've got adult kids. You yeah. know, you don't want them going hard at your fine and rare. Uh, oh, I see uh, what you mean by, when you uh, say pouring, you mean drinking. Uh, pouring, then drinking. Yeah, wines... One that you can just really tip into the glass without worrying about the levels. Wines that you can have on free pour over Christmas. Okay. This is the white that just sprung to mind. It's right. inexpensive. So this is from the Feltz. It's, it's got a no-nonsense label. It's less than a tenner. This. Right. It's bottled under screw cap, which is good. It's ticking all the boxes. It's vegan. Don't get me started on the <laughs> vegan wines, because... Because that is a that is a podcast. There's so there's so many people that I know who are obliged to have vegan Christmases this year because there is a relative who is well, fair play. They're a trying they're, they're trying to save the planet. And um, yeah, it won't uh, work, Jason. Well, I'm all for more wine being bottled as vegan, and it's very very rare to be labelled as vegan. Out of our whole portfolio of right. 300 wines, right, we've only got two that are now labelled as vegan that are our behest. Right. So, um, but the others are may very well be vegan. But no, oh, I just think half the wines we list are vegan. Yeah. But um, it's all to do with finding agents. This is a future podcast in its own right. When, yeah. when the vegans are in town, we'll. Um, well, you know, the thing is, it swings and roundabouts, Jason. My my DMs are vegan, but you know they're made of plastic, so they're going to end up in the belly of a whale at some point, aren't they? We digress. This is a Pinot Gris. Known in its native Germany as Grauer Burgunder, mm-hmm. Grey Burgundy, 2018 vintage mm-hmm. from the Fouts. So that's the southern sunny sweet spot. And this is made by Ray Kenderman, big Bingen based wine business. And I love this. This is just really dry, neutral, versatile. Drink it on its own yeah. or with canapé. It's got a fairly beige bouquet. Easy entry, but it's actually, it's quite a subtle flavour, isn't it? It's a little bit of citrus. Yeah. It's very gently honeyed on the finish. That yeah. means a t- there's a tiny bit of residual sugar there. Yeah. But I see what you mean. It's the kind of wine that you could just go to any old time of the day, really. Uh, the wine that you have between wines. Yeah, well, my chum, Johnny Ray, which is why I was fumbling for my specs, um, wrote it up recently in The Spectator. And he described it really well, I thought. He said, fresh and lively, with a creamy texture yeah. and hints of apples and pears on yeah. the palate. Mm-hmm. It's dry to off dry, mm-hmm. with a touch of minerality, and is an easy-going, crowd-pleasing aperitif. And I think that sums it up in a nutshell, you know? Exactamore. So, yeah, less good. than a tenner. Uh, everyone can have it there. And nothing not to like. And no no faffing around with a corkscrew, because it's under screw cap. Cheers. But this being the festive season, um, we're going to want some smart white as well. I was thinking oysters, but in my case, it's more likely to be smoked salmon, to which I have a partiality. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I just went with what I first thought of, and it's almost certainly what I will go for on the big day with a shabby. How very trad. I know, but. Those traditions are there for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. these wines do the job in question. Right. And Chablis has had a choppy old time of it recently with three problems. Drought, hail and frost. And that has really, really um, impinged on the size of the harvest. And so <laughs> this is all down that. to global warming. Right. And so everyone was waiting for a bumper crop and the ship to, to come in and happily 
for the Vignon of Chablis, it did in 2018. All right, okay. 2018 was a rare thing. It was a big, good harvest. Right. Those things don't often go hand in hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they got quality and quantity. Right. And this is 2018, generic Chablis, so it's second tier up. It's above right. Petit Chablis, but it's below Premier and Grand Cru, and um, made by a native of Chablis, Christophe Camus, and his son Dylan, and... 100% Chardonnay, as it has to be. Grown on these chalky, free-draining soils. And um, I like this wine. It's consistently good, but it, this is a lovely vintage. Drinking it young, on its kind of nervy fruit. Some nice um, grainy brown bread, unsalted butter, mm. bit of smoked salmon, okay. lemon juice. Yeah, okay, you're putting and, it in context for me now. That's all good. And a glass of this. Tell me if climate change is going to be an issue for the producers of Chablis... How long could you lay this down for if there isn't another good year for a while? Well, Chablis is made in, in large volumes anyway. It's got a global following, so we're not going to run out of Chablis. And Chablis at this level, I would not age actively for more than two or three years. I don't think you'll really see the upside. But the grander, more elevated wines mm. from the top crew, different kettle of fish altogether, but you're paying a, a much bigger price this is 17.50 a bottle you know it's quite aspirational yeah but it's drinking beautifully isn't right. it and, yeah and, and it's, it's just a one notch up from the pinot gris isn't it so it's like i feel as if we are building up to a crescendo here also only only 12 degrees of alcohol mm-hmm. so that's pretty light pretty yeah, modest yeah, yeah lovely long finish yeah those classic wet pebble and gun flint characteristics yes, you know go very well uh, with your smoked salmon uh, and also with my oysters yeah it'll be fine and and uh, any shellfish or you know seafood mm. lovely vintage of a lovely wine that's made the um the shopping cart that's going in yeah uh, patra has discovered a fondness for turbot well there you go that would go really well I yeah think. you're in there you're in there which brings us on to the more challenging um question of your everyday red Somehow I always think it's easier to find kind of quite neutral whites than it is yeah. reds to everyone's taste because people's taste in red wine varies more. I think. Yeah, when when is the everyday red happening? Then if you've already had the everyday white, it's not on the big day, mate. That's Christmas Eve, Eve when okay. the neighbours come around. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you're coming around, and I recognise that label. That's your label. That's the H man in yeah. all its glory. Back in my innocent days, uh, 2017 vintage yeah. of the Yap Rouge, which is a pure Cabernet Sauvignon. Again, bottled under the screw cap. It's right. got your lovely tricolour label. So it's a, a straight Cabernet Sauvignon, although we do reserve the right to, to tweak the sepagement from vintage to vintage. All right. But this 2017, it's, it's a very good vintage. It was a short vintage, as, as you know. But this is a straight Cabernet, and it's got those classic mm. Cabernet characteristics of um, nice cassis bouquet, and there's a bit of mint there. Yeah. And you often get that with Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, those are the two, you know, real tells. Cassis, mint, and when you get down to Bordeaux, you also get a bit of graphite, you know, your pencil shavings. But this this is unoaked. This hasn't seen any oak, so you, you, we're not on the lookout right. for that. I don't think I've had much of this. I don't think I've had much of your house red, actually. What have you been missing out? I always think I look, have. Mate, it's 8.25 a bottle. But, and this is the clincher, mm. case collection, that drops to 7.25. Yeah, it's pretty toothsome for 
That's very underrated. Quick. Very, very nice indeed. So nice midweight. It's mm-hmm. you know it's not too tannic. It's not too high in acidity. It's quite fresh. It's got a, a, a lovely clean mouthfeel. Lots of that bright crunchy berry fruit. Nice dryness to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's mm-hmm. it's a good versatile. Again, no corkscrew required. Yeah, crowd pleasing. And it is quite long, isn't it? It's really. I'm going to have a case of this on standby for when the youngsters, you know, get back from Evensong and let rip with the drinks cabinet. (laughs) That that would stand up very happily to poultry, Mm -hmm. grilled red meat, mushroom dishes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But it doesn't really need anything. I, you know, I might put it ten minutes in the fridge just to. Tighten that palate a, a, a notch, but mm-hmm. I think it's pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Which good. brings us on to a smarter red that will go well with poultry. And I have. Um, so, are you are you on the turkey again this year? Then? No, I'm not. I'm not ordering up a big, massive bronze free range job. Because oh, of course you have yeah. vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've spent years telling you that. Red Burgundy is the way to go, but I've shifted my allegiance south this year to Beaujolais. Right. Beaujolais having a comeback, Gamay. It was big in the 70s, and then it went way out of fashion yeah. at the end of the 20th mm-hmm. century, mm-hmm. And, and it's coming back. It's good value. There's a whole generation. It's, it's a happy combination of young winemakers mm-hmm. tending old rootstock. It's win-win. And compared with the pricing of the rest of Burgundy, Beaujolais looks ridiculous value. Well, we did all the wrong things with Beaujolais, didn't we? We that did, was we back did, in the yeah, days yeah. Of... But that, even that's coming back. It's coming back in a big way. So this is made by the Grio family. Um, at their Domaine de Far in the north of Beaujolais, and this is a Fleury. And that distinctive wax seal, which I adore. Well, they, I'm going to be drinking this, and I'm going to be giving it away to people, because you don't get a more beautiful label than that. Lovely italic Excuse label. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, you're forgiven. It's, I well, agree it's with in you. the upper. I agree with you. <laughs> and the, the waxed finish on the top of the bottle, which super. You don't chip that away, by the way. You just do what I'm doing and go yeah. straight through. I think it's great. Um, and then, yeah, that just breaks off like that. And so, 100% gamay. This is the 2017 vintage, which was a small, concentrated, and very good harvest. And this is very deft winemaking. Oh, um, you can tell the minute you. Put your nose in the glass. Yeah, well, I, I why they call cheated it and read someone else's... Well, it is the most floral. Mm. That's why it's called it. Yeah. And it's, you get a lot of violet on the yeah. nose of that. Mm-hmm. And also, I was pinching someone else's tasting note. Black tea. Cold black tea. Okay. Then this lovely, yeah, racy, yeah, crunchy, yeah. red fruit palette. Yeah, it is absolutely delightful. I think I had a magnum or two of this... Yeah, we do do it in Magnums, and um, nothing graces the table better. They look so cool, I mean, mm. they, and they look bigger than two bottles somehow. Is there a bit of vanilla there too? So, uh, it doesn't see any oak, so you, it's not got any heavy, um, you know, vanillin, but um, those just very fine-grained tannins on the finish okay. there, and a very fresh acidity. But this is my shoo-in for poultry, really. Mm-hmm. Small game and poultry, and yep. I, I've chilled it lightly. Mm-hmm. Which I like very much. Yeah, yeah. If I was having this yeah, it's good to mid afternoon, yeah, makes a difference. Got the old Riedel stemware again. Yeah, guinea fowl. That would be my choice. I think that would be a good one. I may well follow your lead on it. I'm certainly not doing the whole 
nine yards with a you know twenty pound turkey. That's excellent. I okay, really, I, I'm a big fan of that. Anyway, that flurry. Uh, and then next up, loved it for years. It wouldn't really be Christmas without a no hold bar tub thumping blockbuster of a fine wine. Okay. Um, this is getting the big build up. You know, I've been quite restrained so far. And those people who are having a you know, rib of beef or yeah. a fricassee of wild mushrooms are going to want something pretty full on. And here we have it in the form of Le Vieux Donjon. I am denied about which vintage to pick, but this is the terrific 2015 vintage. And this featured last year in numerous professional right. pundits' reviews of okay. what was drinking particularly well. But it's with 12 months more bottle age, it should be. Yeah. Proof, as ever, will be in the tasting, but this is mm. a blend predominantly Grenache. It's about 80% Grenache Noir. Right. And then it's completed with more veg which is very late ripening very intense grape mm -hmm. and syrup and it's oh boy unusually in Chateauneuf de Pat it's from an estate that just make the one red wine most people do what they call the super cuvee but none of that going on here that is vinified in cement and old oak food they're the massive barrel mm. but that is wonderful. That is that, it's got a already. That's um, sweet garrigue berry and cherry on the nose. And then you get black pepper, kirsch, tapenade on the palate with these fondant tannins. It, it just drinks itself. It's a conversation stopper in the best meaning of the term. Mm. I, lo I love Chateauneuf, but that is right up there amongst the very best. Do you know that moment when all of your senses are occupied? So it's not just it's not just the fact that you've tasted something gorgeous. You're looking at something gorgeous and you are smelling something gorgeous and you're even feeling something gorgeous on your tongue. So pretty well all of your senses are occupied at the once. And then, of course, there's no room left in your brain to talk for any about other... Uh, no, no, I, I totally... Get the light of intellect get, gutters out, Jason. Uh, well, I totally get what you're saying, but um, it's completely harmonious. Everything about that wine is balanced. And it's young, you know. My boys turned 18 and 21 this year, and right. they were both born in good Chateau Neuf vintages, and they're drinking wonderfully. It's a real myth that you okay. can't age Grenache Noir. It, it loves bottle age. So this isn't going to get better. So how long would you keep this for? I would decant it. If you had a cellar, you could keep this for 20 years. No problem. Really? Yeah. It's drinking uh, out of the trap, but it's... Um, mm. Yeah. Well, you say that, but it's, it's even now it's, it's four years old, but that's, that's nothing for a anyway, wine like this. You can tell, can't you? That's my posh wine for Christmas Day. Mm. Just shy of 40 quid a bottle. Um, Gotta have two or three. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's it, it's a special occasion. Um, you've got to push the boat down. Now, next up, I have a left field offering for you. Okay. Um, and um, I just thought, why not? Um, so let me rummage in my box of tricks. Here we go. So what's this one for then? So, so this, this is, is we had a bit of fun with this. This is a Saint-Chinian, mm -hmm. um, which is why I'm very fond of. From a, from a top estate, 
Chateau Mihao Lakugu. And um, it's a blend of, very precisely here, 77% Syrah yeah. and 23% Grenache Noir. Right. It's called Le Truffier. So it's from vines that grow where you find truffles. How about that? And How enticing. I just thought we'd have a bit of fun because we've had fun with this already because we have been pairing it with a cheese. Okay. Which I'm going to give you a taste of. All right. So there's the Truffier Sanchin in 2014 mm. wow, vintage. that's really quite something on the nose, isn't it? It's extraordinary, isn't it? It's yeah. really sauvage. That is, that is, ga- that's your wow, Gary. There's some tr- truffles in there. There are uh, truffles well, in there. Well, it is quite forest floor yeah. light, isn't it? Um, <laughs> your favourite. Yeah, your favourite term. Really forest rich, floor. Really but, it, rich, but it's no denying it. Really rich, sweet fruit yeah, it's on the palate. Quite something. Anyway, you have not seen this before. This is local. This is from Somerset. This in Brooklyn, is Godminster's. Godminster. It's organic, vintage cheddar. But wait for it. This oh. is infused with... Wait till you try this. This is infused with proper Perigordian black truffles. So you can smell it. It's a feast for the senses, this. Smell it. Mmm. And then smell the wine. Oh. So... This is very much dependent on the fact that you like truffles, but if you do, yeah. And my French friend Alex loves them too, and he's gone crackers for this combination. You have the Saint-Chenin Truffier, mm-hmm. truffly wine, mm-hmm. with the Godminster truffly cheddar, mm-hmm. and you have a win-win. Jason. Everybody's happy. And you have truffle on truffle. Yeah, and we're packaging those together in a gift box, and people could have that in their stocking. Our first ever cheese and wine pairing. We've taken a long mm. time to get round to that. It did really. Perhaps we we need another podcast, a cheese and wine podcast. So after all that, you know, we've got posh light wine, we've got posh full bodied wine, we've got a pouring white, we've got a fancy white, we've got our fizz. What else are you going to need? You're going to need a sweet wine to accompany mince pies or Christmas pudding. Okay, I'll make a note of that. In that instance, I don't favour really stone fruity wines because I think they're too peachy. I think you get too much peach and apricot with a muscat or a sauterne. And they don't, okay. really, they don't really work for me. I think you want a more figgy, dried fruit character. Okay. And that's hard to come by. It's not easy. There's about mm. three things that can do it. Mori. Mm-hmm. Tawny port, or, or my favourite, banyols. Which you took out the fridge. I did. And they make this down in Collier. Okay. Which was one of Matisse's favourite haunts. It's a bit of an artist's haunt, then. And um, Picasso, too, I think, liked to paint in Oh, Collier. I think they were all down there. It was the luminescence. It was the light level. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the banyol, it was the light. It wasn't the tramontane, um, which uh, would have been blowing their canvases down the high street. So this is made from Grenache Noir and Grenache Gris that's made in a Solera system and aged in bonbon, which are those big glass... Oh, what a lovely fudgy colour it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's rare. You went to, this is all about those. So it's a beautiful bottle with that copper capsule and white label. It's got a lovely profile, subtle shape. And so this is fortified sweet wine. Okay. But you've got those dried fruit, that candied peel. 
on the nose and then it's got this lovely figgy that is nice that is so nice it's a great sipper isn't it and they drink this as an aperitif and as a digestif do you know this is the sweet wine for people who say they don't like sweet wines mm. I just love that sort of fruit cake and fig characteristic oh, just so and um, as my Christmas pudding boils dry which it has done these many years I wonder past, why that might be <laughs> um, I shall be hopefully falling asleep on the sofa uh, with a half drunk glass of this beside me that's my fantasy Ooh. yeah and then I can have the rest of it Cheers, David. Anyway, have a very happy Christmas. And you, happy Christmas.